Okay, people were really divided on this TikTok clip I put up. Oh, which one? An old Steven Seagal conversation that we were having. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes we get negative on this podcast, and hopefully we do it in a fun way or a way that does not feel like bullying. But I, So I found that old, old Steven Seagal clip of us making fun of his dalliances with blues guitar, hmm. where we said he looked like an animatronic Chuck E. Cheese character, like a marionette. He did, yeah. She did. Had some people polarized. We got called bullies. We're jealous of him. Uh, he's a better musician, etc. I did not wow. think... I mean, all those... They were all Russian bots, right? I did not think he would be polarizing at all. Like, I really right. thought about it, you know... Do I want to put up like the negative clips without the context of us talking about, you know, us, whether we're pooping on Steely Dan or whoever it is, um, you know, or Kiss or whatever. I was thinking like, do I want to pollute my page with that? And I was thinking, you know, St Steven Seagal is someone who's kind of universally made fun of. I don't think this, this will be a big deal. There were people going to bat for this man. Oh, wow. Um is it like, are there fans of his music that are out there willing to throw down? Or is it that just people are looking for a fight and they'll take it wherever they can get it? I would say 75% of the people commenting on this clip are uh, with us. And then, or maybe even 80%. And then the rest, okay. and then you had like 10% that were kind of like ambivalent, like let the man have his fun kind of a thing. Like, you guys are bullies, just... Which we are. He can have all the fun he wants. What he are we doing? Just, he's not thinking about what we're talking about. He's living in his one of his mansions or whatever. Uh, and they were just kind of like, let, let the man live his life. Let him have his fun. Don't be a bully. Kind of like we're punching down. A bully. Uh, and then the other 10% yeah. was like fervently in his favor. Like, this man is... They're like, he's the best guitarist since Clapton, man. You don't get it. Um, that or just like, oh, well, he's better than you. Better than you, you know, like, like that kind of. How do you know? <laughs> that kind of. Uh, Did you go to the Thin Layer Spotify hey, man, page? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you check out Niagara Moon's latest album? Make a, a fair comparison. Yeah. Did you hear my blues licks? All my all the blues rips. I have all of my records. Um, but anyway, yeah, I really did, and I did consider it carefully before I put it up. I was like, I think this is funny. I don't think it's negative because he is so cartoonish. That I thought, like, okay, there are not going to be people really in this man's corner the, the word is out about him generally i thought at this so point. i thought so i was i was naive i assumed we were all in agreement that it was okay <laughs> to make fun of steven seagal i was wrong i was very wrong that now has about ninety thousand views by the way on nice TikTok, so. well we are primarily a steven seagal focused podcast if you're just joining us for the first time today yeah. this is uh, par for the course <laughs> That's me on the podcast Sharing a song With something to say about it With Thin Lear And Niagara Moon Losing my opinion uh, No, no it is not We are not going to talk about Steven Seagal's music today Or at least I'm not I don't know what to uh, expect from you as always, we uh, we keep each other in the dark until showtime. Mm -hmm. Right here on the uh, Losing My Opinion podcast, I am Niagara Moon, a.k.a. Tom Serwin. The Losing My Opinion uh, Bully Hour. Uh, the Bully Hour. <laughs> uh, Thin Lear, gay Matt Longo, uh, guy who bullies Steven Seagal on the internet. And I've, you know, I had... Yeah. Look, Pick on somebody <laughs> your own size, Longo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why am I punching down like that? I really... I had a... Yeah. Tell it to Paul Simon. 
I had a, I had a, a minor crisis of conscience because I was like, am I being a bully in making fun of this man's playing? And then I was thinking about it. I was like, no, no. No, he sucks <laughs> and he's mean. He's a no, mean he's like, person. He's universally sort of accepted that this is a mean fella. Um, yeah. And it was kind of light, you know, the the, the uh, ribbing. Yeah, we were, no, we we just we went for the low hanging fruit. He looks ridiculous, and he doesn't sound very good. I just mean, just those two things. We got ears and eyes. What what, what else would you expect? It's from only us? those two things. The way that he looks and sounds. I mean, everything else is fine. But uh, now, is he going to become the new Billy Joel, where he just keeps coming up <laughs> over and over again? We've got three big ones. We've got Billy Joel. We have uh, uh, Steely Dan. And I guess now we have Steven Seagal because Stilly Dan, I feel like, comes up maybe more than anybody else for two guys that don't mm. particularly like Stilly Dan. Hey, speak for yourself. I, I like the classics. I can, I can appreciate a good Oh, I like the Dan classics too. Yeah, I like, I like the records that I think um, the real Dan heads don't love as much. But we're going to talk about something today that is very different. Yes. Very different from those. All right, Breath of Fresh Air here. Yeah, yes, yeah. Please. Breath of Fresh Air. And it's a, it's a, it's a genre that we're, we don't typically cover. Uh, and it's a topic that is going to be, I think, maybe polarizing to punk fans. We are not a punk podcast. Uh, thankfully, I am not talking to someone who I think would be polarized in any way talking about any punk record. That's not really your bag, right? I don't have the, uh, the nervous system for it, no. Sure. I can appreciate a handful of those, you know, X, Y, and Z bands, those classic 70s records. I'm not a complete uh, ignoramus, but I listen to old man music at old this point. Music. So what do you want from okay. me? All right. So I, I think we can get a good, honest opinion from you today, then. Hopefully. Uh, as we are sometimes want to do on this podcast. So my two favorite punk albums are often not even classified as actual punk. Like usually folks look at these records as proto-punk or some like earlier incarnation mm. of the genre. I really don't see why, though. Because the sound and ethos are 100% there. One of those records I think you know, which is Velvet Underground's White Light, White Heat. Oh, that's what we're calling punk. Okay. Yeah. So that album is brutal sounding. Uh, the sound of it is, is just like... It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, like, it's, uh, it's not all there. I'm not sure why that is not necessarily considered punk like widely, but like the Sex Pistols is. Because when I listen to the Sex Pistols, not that I don't like it, but I hear something that is a whole lot cleaner and more precise than White Light, White Heat, which is like, if we're talking about the ethos of punk, it's like a warts and all kind of a thing. It's not produced up the ass. Produced, barely produced at all. <laughs> the, what's the story of the engineer just being like, fuck this and left for like all 20 minutes of Sister Ray or whatever and just the machines are, you know, malfunctioning. And that's... Because he just couldn't stand Sister the Sister Ray is one of my favorite Velvet Underground songs. It's a pretty good group, <sighs> It's yeah. one of my favorite songs, period. I mean, there's just sort of nothing... Oh, you're a freak. <laughs> okay. There's just nothing like it. Uh, that album is great. Um, but anyway, the, the other record, I knew you'd know that one. You might know this one, too. Hopefully you don't. Uh, the, it's, it's, for me, the best punk album of all time in my, in my brain. The, the Stooges' Raw Power. Uh, Oh, he's saying I don't know Raw Power? That's another one that just sounds fucked up. Like, that one's just wrong. Like, just hitting the red the whole time. Great great tunes on it, It though. is hitting the red. Uh, are you a fan of the Stooges? I do like the Stooges. Um, my favorite thing Iggy Pop's ever done is going to be The Idiot. But sure. uh, I I think there's some grooves on uh, Funhouse that I really do quite like. Uh, TVI is a banger. Yeah, I, I can definitely get down with... Uh, with Iggy and the Stooges, that at least that classic period. Uh, well, they really 
they just have the three records and they're all they're all good for my yeah. money. I mean, Funhouse, Rock Oh, they have more than that. Just stick with the three, well, though. Well, the three, I, I, for in my life, there are the three records. Then they have a yeah. fourth and a fifth that came out, like, you know, fairly recently, and then a whole bunch of live stuff of varying quality. Um, yeah, Iggy Pop's one of the best frontmen of all time. Like, he... He's very he cool. He has, yeah. on record, he has the ability to sound fun and dangerous at the same time. He seemed like an unwell man. <laughs> yeah, uh, for some of his artistic uh, yeah period there. Yeah, he's he, he's such an interesting dichotomy, and I think that's maybe smart guy. Yeah, super intelligent guy that is like hell bent on finding the most elemental, guttural expressions through music. Like, what a weird dichotomy. He's like Jackson Pollock or something. Like, just like how can I find a three minute blast of id in yeah. music? The man is definitely an artist. There's there's no denying that. Yeah. Good actor too, and a great actor. Yeah, a lot of Jim Jarmusch uh, movies. He's, he does he basically plays himself in. Uh, no record in this band's discography is more brutal than Raw Power. Uh, Ron and Scott Ashton, awesome on bass and drums, and Ron coming in. Underrated rhythm Underrated section. Underrated rhythm section. Rest of that band. Yeah. yeah, they get the short end of the stick too often. There's a groove. There's a groove to Stooges songs. Uh, they brought in this new guy for this record, James Williamson, who is also uh, sounded like he was a mess. Uh, as well when they were recording um we're just gonna let's just listen to the tunes I, I there's this whole thing about the quality of the music like the mix and the master and like you brought it up too and it's something that kind of um, that's just part of it though yeah. you gotta accept it that's yeah. what the record is it's wrong the record is is not well and, and, <laughs> and you either get on board or you don't but that's why i think it's the best punk album of all time uh we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that point let's let's start with the opening track we got to start with it. Oh, this was in a Wes Anderson movie, if I recall correctly. It was a Life Aquatic, I believe, was the one. Yeah. Uh, Search and Destroy. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Classic riff, even if I, you know, don't always throw this one on that often. This guitar is, is pretty killer. It's crazy. It's so in the red. It's like eardrum melting. Yeah, I love it. And used very well in that movie. It sounds like on this song, like the tape is on fire as they're mastering it. And from all accounts, like that's vaguely true, but it has that groove that you alluded to. I mean, mm. a lot of their best songs have like this slinky vibe. Slinky is a great word for it. Yeah. And it, it points towards glam and it sits in the wheelhouse of where punk's going to go. Uh, ben Dart. That's a slinky one. Yes. <laughs> Very slinky indeed. All right, search and destroy. I'm I'm pumped. Let's do it. Let's do it. Great opening line. Oh yeah, the lyrics are there. They don't skimp on the lyrics. That guitar is so good. The way it's played, the way it's recorded, mixed. Time to make no apology. 
Like, if you're gonna really hurt yourself at a concert, it should be to this song. <laughs> right. Yeah. With a love of So, I mean, you talked about the mix. I thank you for putting on the Bowie mix because I was going to direct you to that because, yeah. like, uh, Iggy later remixed it, sparked debate about which mix is better. But David Bowie did the first mix of this record, the official mix. Uh, there's a lot of back and forth. David between, Bowie, famed recording engineer. Famed yeah. recording engineer. Yeah, real behind-the-scenes guy. Uh and I don't I they argue him and Iggy and others argue about like who wanted him to do it. Like Bowie sort of sort of like, oh, Iggy asked me to do it. Iggy was like, Yeah, he said he wanted to do it. And we were, you know, he was with main man management at the time and Iggy was with them or he was trying to get them with him and he was just trying to do what was best for his career. So he said, Oh, I, I got Bowie to mix it. So I think he did a great job. Like it's just, I'm sure the tapes he got were like a mess. <laughs> like It's not like they gave him pristine recordings. They're like, here you go, David. Uh, I'm sure he got pure chaos. And then he just kind of accentuated the chaos. Like this clipping yeah. all over the place. It's great. Like if you he mixed with a, a, a Joni Mitchell record, if you mixed it like this, uh, yeah, it's going to be a problem. But like audible clipping on a Stooges song, is just like, can you, can you tell the difference between the fuzz and the guitar <laughs> and the clipping on the master? But anyway... So this record doesn't, as you know, doesn't just have these sort of wild, chaotic tunes. There's also this other element that I think is There's the acoustic guitar yes, on some songs. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's the thing that kicks it out of the realm of like purely a punk record, which is why maybe some people say that it's not. I do want to clarify too. If the whole record was your pretty face is going to hell, I would hate this album. Like <laughs> I'm not. It's not like oh, Crazy Niagara Moon likes all the hardcore stuff. Like no. Like the, there is a weird like balance in this yes. album unexpectedly yeah. there is a balance uh this so the next song i want to listen to is give me danger which is actually the yeah. second track in the record this song is just like yeah it's out of punk territory it's more like in like acid rock kind of realm it's like almost like where queens of the stone age end up sometimes you know where it's like mm. fuzzy but there's an acoustic element and it's hard to categorize them uh on songs like this like it's not search and destroy this is a heavy dark pop song heavy guitars are out of tune obviously uh, there's this ending bit that kind of sounds a little bit like television, like what they're going to do coming up. And everybody mm. from Sex Pistols to Sonic Youth has like talked about this record. And songs like these, you kind of hear that balance of like alternative rock where it's going. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like I think of uh, Iggy and the Stooges almost as like alter alternative rock first punk second whatever the fuck that means. But like yeah. I am an alt rock fan, so sure. that's why you know. Velvet Underground, all them. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Everybody has a hard time categorizing those two bands. You know, like, where do they... F they know where they fit, right? Everybody knows where they fit in music history, but in terms of what they are, and what a great problem to have. Like, you know, if that's your legacy, yeah. people have no idea what it was that you did, uh, what it should be called. Like, you probably did the right thing. Um, but yeah, let's listen to this tune. This, this is a multifaceted one. What's that boom day boom day instrument in the background? Is that like a clock and spiel? I don't know. I was trying to, I was just thinking it just now, like, fuck, he's going to ask me about Xylophone? this. Xylophone? <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. Little stranger, little stranger, and I'll 
give me danger, little stranger. Little stranger. I love the Morris, the uh, Jim Morrison thing he kind of does sometimes, right? <laughs> Mr. Mojo Rising. Mr. Mojo Rising, right? We gotta do a Doors episode. Oh boy. Rock on, brother. Yeah, they got nuance. You know, it's not everybody going nuts all the time. There's still right. tight performances, songwriting, yeah. arrangement. I hear glam in this. I hear punk. I hear grunge. Doom folk. Doom folk, right. That was my first choice, yeah. And you have this wild chorus. What does your baby think of this album? I have not shown her this yet. This is for toddlers. Yeah, she might like it. <laughs> yeah. I played her Can, and she did really like Ooh. that. I mean, Can is not the Stooges in terms of like brutality, but uh, she liked can that. Can is awesome. Yeah, she liked Vitamin C can. and a few other songs, but I haven't shown hey, her this you. yet. <laughs> We're good. We've got to do it. We, those are two episodes now that are sort oh, of yeah. in the chamber, the doors and can. Uh, so you brought up like, it, it's hilarious that this album never seems finished to anyone, like the fans, the the nope. creators, and it's There's like no perfect version, right? Everyone's always tinkering with it, and it's like a real lesson in the idea of artistic perfection. Like one being that it doesn't exist, and two, the fact that it was so imperfect but right but the right sound in its imperfection, it's allowed it to kind of just live on and keep evolving and people keep messing with it. And part of the reason it's so loved. Uh, I think my favorite song on the record, I mean, it kind of goes back and forth between Search and Destroy and this one, uh, Shake Appeal. Uh, this song is <laughs> so good. It's so good. I don't know many songs like this one that's so walk this razor's edge of punk glam and like danceable alternative. It's mm. just wondrous. And it, and this kind of song, I was, I was listening to it earlier, makes me think that this is like the best sounding non-live live album I've ever heard. Like maybe more than any other record. And you that's brought this up, you brought this up earlier. It captures the like ferociousness of a live show. You feel like you're there, oh, even yeah. though it's studio track they're they're not toning things down in this for the studio environment like they're gonna either play the song like insane people or or not you know and you get one or the other right and that's what's so crazy about it because you know like as a recording artist right like there's a certain you you become more uh you become tighter in the studio like you become tighter when you're laying the tracks right. down. Save the antics for when you're performing in front of people. Right now, we're going right. to do the proper musicological. Like you know, recording. there's, there's yeah. a level of precision that's needed, and they're kind of just not doing that. They're they're all everyone's playing and singing with reckless abandon, uh, and it's just you feel like you're there, and that's why it's my favorite quote unquote punk record because like you're on the scene watching chaos unfold, and like isn't that what the genre is all about? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's listen to this song just because I love it. Yeah, there are just great riffs up and down mm -hmm. this album. 
Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but Pen- Penetration probably has my favorite riff. That That's a good one. And you said your favorite Iggy Pop record is The Idiot, and I yeah. might... I might agree. I mean, for me, the idiot and lust for life are kind of just like. So I'm a, I'm a synth guy, you know. There's a toss up there, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, both of those records are brilliant. I yeah, I might lean towards the idiot. There, but there's there's a song like um, uh, Dumb Dumb Boys or whatever. Oh yeah, I know Dumb Dumb Boys. And where there's like, okay, you kind of hear you hear the Stooges again a little bit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Slowed down though. Yeah. Filled with the ARP synthesizers. Um, all right, here we go. Shake appeal. I think uh, I think you're gonna get out of your seat and start dancing on this one. Huh? Grooviest tune on the record for me. There's no one, two, three, four. Just in. What are those pants he's wearing? <laughs> I don't know. He makes them look great, though. He like just spray painted up. The lonely little claps. <laughs> like, how is this not punk? I don't understand. Someone has to explain it to me. Because there's no fucking crash cymbals. <laughs> the drum sounds tiny, the drum kit. It does, yeah. Oh, and it's coming in a little bit more, but still. But, yeah, well, that was one of the issues people had, is like the drums and bass are kind of buried. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> as long as you can hear him, that's all you need. The drums and bass are buried at a live show, you know? If you're in a basement. That'd be a terrifying voice to hear on the end of a phone line. <laughs> Whom am I speaking with? <laughs> Love that uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> Love Legend. that. Yeah, his his yells are just. It always sounds like someone's lighting his feet on fire. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that album. I love I love Iggy Pop, and um, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. If if you were calling it punk, it's my favorite punk record. It's punk. He's the godfather of punk. Yeah, they Come call on. him the godfather of punk, but it's like is. it is though. It is punk. It's not necessarily there on songs like that. It's not a punk forerunner. It is the genre. Yeah, but yeah. years before it really came into vogue. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Thomas, we're going to pivot now. I'm going to do oh, a, a decent job of uh-huh. teeing you up and say, Uh-oh. let's get you positioned, uh, facing facing the screen and not upside down now that we're All right, yeah, I'm, there I'm you back are. on the ground. Okay, you're back on the ground now. Yeah, we're, we're in more normal territory. Listen, my opinion. I didn't ask you if you had a crazy or funny or positive one today. Hopefully we're bullying somebody because I uh, no, no 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 we're we're gonna hear some good good tunes today okay. um, with with a purpose. There's uh, this is very much a themed uh, segment for good, today. Good tunes with a purpose. Yep, this is echoing uh, one of your previous segments. As a matter of fact, uh, the topic of gym music. Okay, 
Great. Uh, music to hear, listen to while uh, working out in the gym. Okay. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Uh, see, you were talking about how you're at the mercy of the sound system at the gym, whatever they're playing on the radio, you know, pre-created playlists, whatever. Um, see, Niagara Moon over here does things a little differently. First things first, when I go to the gym, and I've only been going uh, for a little while now. It took me a while to get back into the groove post-COVID, but. Uh, building those muscles back up, and uh, when I go to the gym, I'm going after hours typically, like three or four in the morning. No, I'm not a nut job, but I, uh, you know, maybe I stroll in there nine thirty at night. That's late. That's late. It's for pretty me. late. Yeah, yeah. Um, I go, I go in after the radio's off. There ain't no music coming out of the speakers. No it's, lights it's... on. Just nothing. <laughs> there's, there's always a couple people, <laughs> which is the way I like machines. it. Yeah. You're, you're not by yourself, but, uh, you know, it's just you and a couple grandmas. Uh, you're not going to have to wait to use any equipment, just the way I like it. Sure. And, uh, yeah, to, uh, I've, been, I've been bringing my own tunes, sometimes podcasts. I mean, to quote uh, Sir Willem Dafoe, I've been a bit of a scientist myself, <laughs> uh, experimenting okay. to see what, what are the perfect tunes for the gym and for what settings, too. Because, uh, you know, I, I have my own routine, as I'm sure you do. I, I start with cardio, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I'll move on to uh, free weights for a while, and then I'll do the circuit. And so you got different tunes for different stages of the workout journey. This is Niagara Moon's workout playlist. Where do you mix in the vomiting? Does that happen at the end or in between? I've only vomited once okay. <laughs> after working out, and that was years ago. Uh, um, no, I, I do not push myself anymore. <laughs> I, I, am, I treat myself every time I'm there. I take it nice and slow. You go to CrossFit, right? Where they nope. swing you around by your ankles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you bring a boombox or do you listen on... Uh, I listen on headphones. Headphones, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, there's one guy that I, I, at my gym that brings in a boombox. It's like a oh, little bit annoying. Like <laughs> that's or, fucking obnoxious. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's a good thing about going later at night. You don't get all those guys that look like their muscles are going to pop out of their arms, sweating and grunting, and, yeah. and you don't yeah. get any of those sounds. Yeah. Uh, so that works for me. Yeah. So this is Niagara Moon's uh, curated workout playlist. I'll get your general thoughts on this uh, collections of songs today. See if you agree. Can, yeah, can I rank? Like, can I, can I say if, I, if it's a proper workout song? Is that the- Sure, you can, you can answer on, on that level if, if you think you might incorporate it into your own playlist. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, these, these are open uh, for you to adapt. Okay. If that's something you wanna do. So yeah, you can evaluate it with whatever, whatever criteria you have, but I'm just gonna take you through yeah, the take journey. Me on a, take me on a journey. Of the Niagara Moon workout. Sweat-filled mm -hmm. journey. Uh -huh. Can I also just say before you start, uh, they've been playing, I would say maybe 80% Guns N' Roses at my gym now. And ah. I hate this band. Ah. I hate, hate this em. band. I can't, uh, you know, it's, it's not like Sweet Child of Mine is not an incredibly well-written song, but- Axl Rose's voice. How is that oh, legal to play that on man. the- Man, man alive. That that, there, there's a song where he goes like- It makes Eddie Vedder look like Paul McCartney. Like He sounds like he's auditioning for Cats and it's just like, <laughs> oh man. There's, there's a song Civil War that they play a ton and it doesn't make me want to work out. It's just like piercing. 
Terrible, terrible. But anyway. Yep. So I, I go at night. I go after hours. It's nice and quiet when I get in there. No and axle. So I put on okay. the first tune of the evening. I'm on the treadmill. I get okay. right into it. Keep up a healthy pace here. And I put on a little song called My Sweet Lord by Paul, by, uh, not by Paul <laughs> McCartney, by George me? Harrison. Are you kidding? It, that is so ridiculous that you couldn't even get the name of it right because it's such an insane song to be working out to. <laughs> Hey, I'm not lifting weights to my sweet lord. I'm keeping up a good pace on the treadmill to my sweet lord. I think it's a fantastic jogging song, sir. I think it's an amazing song. I don't know if it makes me want to like get my pulse up. Is it like a... <laughs> it's got like a great your... energy to it. It's got a great tempo. See, that's the thing. With all this workout music, you want, it, you want adrenaline. You want positivity. You want energy. And yeah, this song isn't like crank it to the max but it's it's got that it's a heavy it's a it's a groove no but it start it starts with just airy acoustic guitar for like yeah but see you're, you're, that's you you know you're making little baby steps all right i just changed in my gym clothes all right the treadmill's getting a little faster all right i'm getting into the zone getting it started starting out light gonna transition in and it's yeah maybe maybe i haven't listened to it in a while and i need to reassess yeah let let's me. let's play my sweet lord <laughs> yeah I think if this came on, <laughs> I think if my sweet Lord came on in my gym in between Sweet Child of Mine and some ridiculous Poison song, everyone in the gym might sort of stop and look at each other. <laughs> yeah, no, I ain't lifting no weights to George Harrison. Let's make it that clear. Okay. But, uh, like long, long, long. It, the way. Oh. <laughs> I can't. That's the song that, like, no matter how loud I crank it, I feel like I can't hear it. It feels like, like it was mastered by like magicians to make it so you can never make it loud enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, My sweet lord from All Things Must Pass, nineteen seventy. If I had to pick one Beatles solo discography, I'm going with George Harrison. Okay. And that's in no small parts of the album. Wow. Am I, okay. am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Paul, you got fine... Paul's got quantity, but yeah, I can't he... give up. <laughs> oh, he's got the quantity. All things must pass. That's for sure. For me, it's either John or, or George, probably. But yeah, I mean, all things must pass. This might be the best album out of all of them, maybe. Yeah, I mean, cut it down to a triple album. We don't need that. Maybe even of, less than a double. But thanks for all the, the good stuff is so good. Yeah, get rid of those. Thanks for all the pepperoni jams and yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my sweet lord. The way this song, you know. There's a key change partway through. It goes up a step. Uh, the instruments, how they just come in little by little. Oh, it's such a great like ramp up and excitement here. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna visualize myself on the treadmill. Already, this tempo is too slow. Hater. <laughs> I don't mean to bully you. Do you do air guitar while you're running? <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> do you start like clicking up the incline at this point? <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. We're about on 5.5 at this point. 
You're like running towards Nirvana. Like you're running yeah, towards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not working out just for vanity. Sure. True Master sounds good. That lawsuit is bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's ticky tack. This doesn't right. sound like that. He's so fine or whatever. Get that's out of a, here. That's a ticky tack foul. Oh, we yes. just wanted to target a rich man. The drums haven't even come in yet. They haven't. Really this oh, is yeah. this All is right. a hard to run to. I, I don't know how you can run to music with no drums. Yeah, oh here, here it's coming in. Tim Keltner. Yeah, now we're now we're in it. Because it's a trance. That's the other thing you want with gym music. You want repetition. You want to sure. just kind of get in a, a flow. Right. that feeling it huh um i mean the song is incredible so like yeah i guess we pumped up i don't know if it makes me want to not associating it with cardio no it doesn't even want to do cardio uh it's a little bit slow for cardio for me uh and there's no drums for half of the song so i will tell you the second half of my cardio uh routine here is wawa now we're now we get into the shit with that. Okay, one. yeah. I mean that song, I, I, I Wawa maybe is a bit better for that because it starts off and with the drums and has that crunchy. Yeah, riff yeah. That and, one's pedal to the metal the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's a bit better. I'm gonna do a segment one day about how uh, George Harrison is rock music's greatest complainer. Yeah, he did a great job. Oh, they're taxing me. Oh, I got sued. Oh, my band member's obnoxious. <laughs> oh, it's only other. a northern song. He's always yeah. bitching he, in a great way. He gets upset when people are being mean to each other. Is is yeah. the worst. <laughs> mean to him or each other. Isn't it a pity? Right, exactly. And have, yeah. it, have the ver- two different versions of that song. Yeah. All right. Well, so it sounds like I'm 0, 0 for 3 so far. Yeah. yeah 0 for got, 1, whatever. You got whatever. some 0 for 1. Yeah. Uh, well, moving on, moving on. Now we get into the part of the workout. After the cardio, you know, your heart's pumping now, you're sweating, and you haven't exhausted yourself yet, so you got, mm-hmm. like, the most energy you're going to have. Sure. So you're, you're ready to go hard for at least, uh, you know, a few uh, reps, as they okay. call them. Yes. Dang. And, uh, you know, this is, I tried a lot of stuff in this, this period of the workout here. Wolfpack's new album, Schwitz, you know, get your Schwitz on there. Okay. Uh, OMD, a suggestion by uh, Nikolas Kurgovich. Some, some hey, that's good, not uh, bad. Some good 80s synth pop there, but no, no. If you're all pumped up and ready to uh, to push yourself, what better than Elvis Costello's Pump It Up? Okay. All right. That that makes sense to me. I could see working out to that song. Yeah. You heard it recently? Um, yeah. I mean, that song is, is, all, is everywhere. Um, it's like chugging. That killer bass riff. One of the best bass lines. If you know, if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you know my my number one criteria is bass mm-hmm. lines, and that's one of the best. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we ha- you haven't talked about Elvis Costello yet on this podcast. No, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but those first couple albums. Uh, I know this one's from the album this year's model. 
Yeah, my name is True. This year's model. Uh, 1978, yeah. Armed Forces. Uh, he's cool. If I get him in, in like the sweet spot where I really like him, I, I like his, uh, yeah. his new wave stuff. Um, he really, I mean, amphetamines are never cool. Don't fuck around with that stuff. But if you had to pick like a spokesperson for like <laughs> making speed look cool, you, I think Elvis Costello's your man. He really had quite a, a uh, slithery swagger back in the day. Mm. Yeah. yeah, this pump it up music video. This is insane. Uh, let's let's check this out right now here. I'm not sure I've ever seen the music video for this song. All right, getting out those weights. So oh, look at those what? ankles I go. I have seen this. Yes. <laughs> look at what he's doing his ankles. Yeah. I'm gonna go with 15 pounds today. This is a good workout song. Oh, 100%. Yeah, this, this is for sure a great workout song. What is he, like 110 pounds in this? He looks thin. Some water. Back. I make several trips to the water fountain. To pee? Hydration is essential. Oh, to pee. <laughs> hey man, get away from there. This isn't the park. Yeah, what a great band he had. Alright, sounds like you're getting on board. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's a killer workout song. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the right track there. Elvis Costello. How did he get away with calling himself Elvis Costello? I don't know. It just would be like calling yourself Jagger Seinfeld. Like that person's famous. That person's famous. Yoink. Jagger Seinfeld. Somebody has that Smush name. Smush them together. I mean, yeah. Sting called himself Sting. Like that's the craziest one. Yeah, nobody else was known as Sting. That's one thing. Sure, but uh, still, but if you were to call yourself now like Sting McCartney, you know, mm. I think people are going to see through it. That's pretty badass, though. Sting McCartney. Sting Macca. This is all coming off the top here. Yeah. Are people writing this down at home? <laughs> well, so pump it up. The adrenaline is running pretty high for a while. Yeah. Oh, I've never lifted that much weight before, but, you know. And you say that while you're working out, too. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a very loud voice. <laughs> uh, but eventually... You know, you got to start pacing yourself. You wanna, you wanna have a, a well-rounded workout. You want to get the legs. You want to get the arms, the chest, sure. the, the uh, you know, the abs, whatever. Right. You, so you got to go in a little bit of a slower but determined uh, pace for for the the third part here. What's the third part again? Burpees? The circuit. Oh, so I I'm done I'm done with the weights and the really pushing and the pumping and now I'm ready to just okay all right this works out the specific area of the uh, of the body okay. Oh, okay I see all right I'll follow the diagram taking your time you're kind of you know taking breaks every couple of minutes whatever okay uh, so you want to just sustain yourself and coast through the rest of your uh, your workout here 
And uh, for that, I want to listen to Curtis Mayfield's Move On Up extended version. Okay, I'm with you on that one. That's fine. That's a fine workout song. Cuddy from The Wire had the right idea. <laughs> this is a banger it's a great to, song. Uh, to put on and, and, a and, great, and get your body moving. Yeah, great song. Amazing arrangement. That guy, his arrangements are so complicated, oh. but also sound simple at the same time. It's Glorious. Like, yeah. And this freaking this this horn line that Kanye West saw fit to uh, pilfer here, that's it's up there mm. with like Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Like I could just hear it over and over and over. It's yeah. such a good, it's short. good riff. It's a, a short, memorable hook. Yeah. Yeah, it's only like one part of the song, but mm, every time it comes in, you're like, yeah, I'm freaking Rocky from the Stallone movies or whatever. Uh, yeah. And can I just say on a side note, the uh, drums and bass on Superfly – like just like the way that that's recorded is like, oh yeah, unbelievable. The best black exploitation soundtrack. Yeah, the best. Pusher sounding... Man, come on. Oh yeah, Pusher Man, Superfly, which are like kind of two sides of the same coin, production arrangement wise, but like, um, yeah, both brilliant. Best best cross cross stick sound in the game, on that record. <laughs> For those folks keeping track at home, I barely know what that means. A lot of cross stick talk on this podcast, and that's that's up there. All right, a lot of cross talk about cross sticks. Cross, yeah, cross talk and cross sticks. So I'm surprised you haven't brought up Curtis Mayfield at all. He seems like he'd be one of your top guys. Oh yeah, I love him. Yeah, I haven't heard you say peep, but I guess uh, he's he's like the the caring, loving father figure of soul music. He's just Mister Positive messages. Uh, I love his his vibe. And this 1970 album uh, that has Move On Up, I feel like that's probably his, his crowning achievement, right? Uh, yeah. That or Superfly, yeah. All right. So let's keep our, our workout going here with Move On Up. <laughs> I think I'll try 60 pounds today. Ooh, that's too hard. Let's go back to 45. Are you with me on this? Oh, Is this yeah. A good, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, you only had one giant misstep. You're in the home stretch now. And take the trip. Though there may be wet road ahead, and you cannot slip. Just move on up. For peace you'll find. Into the steeple of beautiful people where there's only one kind. He has such a delicate voice. So hush not, child. Even when he's not singing falsetto, it sounds like and don't falsetto. You know, it's a very distinct enunciator. Push him. 
Now, the extended edition here is nine minutes long. Hell yeah, listen to all those nine minutes. I want to cut forward to about four minutes in where the ins- all the instruments drop out and then they come back one by one. back and forth. People are watching you across the gym. Is he going to hit his head? <laughs> that freaking percussion. Yeah. They don't make them like this anymore. Even when they make them good, they don't make them like this. Again, crescendos are uh, an important part of this mix here. Of gym mixes, yeah. So, you hated uh, the idea of all things must pass in cardio, but otherwise, yeah. seems like this was a grand slam today. You did great. Second two tracks, perfect. I would totally work out the, out to those songs. Yeah, my sweet lord. I don't know. That's kind of a weird one. Uh, maybe if well, you were kind doing of like a weird a, guy, <laughs> if you're like stretching or if you're doing yoga or something, I could see maybe, but yeah. the second two, yeah, to- absolutely. Yeah. Maybe if I brought in my iPod nano to the gym one day and listen to music, <laughs> do you seriously have an iPod nano? I do have an iPod nano. I don't actually use it, but I, I still own one. I have yeah. an iPod classic. Uh, wow. when a Spotify servers go down. You won't see me crying. It's like your bunker. Freaking 120 gigs. It's yeah. like your bunker in the woods. Yeah, It is. I'm going off the grid. <laughs> uh, well, what did we learn today? I have no idea. I don't even remember what I talked about. Uh, you talked, you just were like, oh, raw power is awesome. Raw is power that the is thesis? Awesome. Do you, do, I, is there a thesis within that? Like an idea you want to get across? It's, it's, if we're calling it punk, it's my favorite punk record. And I don't understand why people aren't calling it it's punk. It's the greatest... The greatest if we're calling it punk record. Yeah, a lot of qualifiers in that sentence, but sure, that's my argument. Well, I learned that uh, you your your tastes get a little spicy sometimes, a little edgy. I thought you were just, uh, it was all Simon and Garfunkel and Bell Captain, and Sebastian with Captain you. Captain Vanilla. Love and Spoonful. I don't and, like Bell and Sebastian that much. I, <laughs> I like them more than you. I think they're fine, yeah. Um, I thought you were just a big softy, but uh, mm-hmm. you got some jagged edges in there. I do some sharp corners. I do. We're gonna, we're one. We're gonna do a, a mastodon episode at some point, and we'll see if you like that. Uh, yeah. All right. Punk. I can sort of pretend to be a punk fan for a while. Uh, you know, I showed the blue hearts on this podcast. Sure. Yeah, uh, you did. But metal. Oh, you lose me with metal right quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's like a dog whistle. Like I don't hear the frequency that makes we'll get, it. We'll get you something. We'll get you something proggier. You know, I think I feel like if it's proggy or like Mastodon or mm. a band like that, that maybe you would gravitate towards it. Where there's just more going on. I'll I'll entertain it. Okay. Uh, but hey, you at home there, uh, whether you're listening to us at the gym or in your car or in your Betty Bye, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. 
And go ahead and subscribe to the episode on your platform of choice so you don't miss any future Losing My Opinion episode. Give us a rating or a review. You can also follow Losing My Opinion on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, all at Losing My Opinion. Join in the conversation. Is, does Steven Seagal suck or does he really suck? Which is it? And uh, I also want to say that uh, I put forth uh, My Sweet Lord followed up with uh, Wawa as fantastic music for cardio. And I could be wrong now. But I don't think so. I think you're wrong. I do think you're wrong on that one. I, so mostly you're not wrong, but on that one, yeah. Pshaw. And what do you got to say for yourself? I'll say so long, suckers. And uh, what are you going to do with that? But I don't think so. Are you going to like quadruple track it like Phil Spector? No, I don't need it? to do it. Okay, uh, just going go old school today. Old school. As is. O- yeah. Old school Newman. Old school Newman. That's all we want, yeah. Uh, and people should go check out your show. I think yeah. that's still in the future by the time this episode drops. March 18th, Stephen F's Bar in Austin. Texas. It's going to be a great bill. Yeah. Don't see, get a sunburn. See you there. <laughs> don't get a sunburn, yeah. I'll see you there. Wow.